0: Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction. Thessalonians. So we're going to be heading into 2 Thessalonians part 1, and just to kind of recap some of the things that we've been doing um, in 1 Thessalonians, we learned about abiding in Jesus, and that the who we are reflects the who he is when we abide in him. That we need to rejoice because our name is written. That we need to be praying always. That we need to be thankful in every situation. And I like to bring this out because it's very, very important. I'm not thankful because of what I'm going through. I'm thankful for the God who's going to walk me through. That's where my thankfulness lies. I am thanking God that he's never leaving me nor forsaken me, and he's walking me through the situation that I'm in. So I'm thankful in, in everything, and because this is the will of God. Keep in cadence, which we learned last Sunday, for the Holy Spirit is leading us. He's not pushing us, he's leading us. So keep in time and allow you know by not by our understanding or our reasoning or our justification but by God's truth and let that set the tone and this continues on into second Thessalonians Paul begins this and starts out this out in his introduction in second Thessalonians verses 1 through 2 Paul Silvanus and Timothy, to the Church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for who you are and what you do. I I want to thank you for how you lead us and how you guide us. And I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Do not allow the fog of life to cover your fog we're going to understand that a little bit more paul wrote the second letter to the thessalonians when he was still in corinth he spent a little over a year and a half in corinth and it is thought that when he wrote the second book that it was to address certain things that were going on like he wrote the first letter and he sent it on, and while he was still in Corinth, he noticed or heard something or whatever, and so he started addressing certain issues in the second letter while he was still in Corinth to them. And what is very interesting about this is that he restates the same, at the very, very start of, of 2 Thessalonians, he restates the same greeting and I, and I understand, well, this is just kind of generically what Paul would actually do. But here's the thing. Paul didn't write that, and God did not inspire him to write that just for nothing. It wasn't just Paul's basic introduction. It was a focusing of where Paul's life was focused on. If you look at 1 Thessalonians and look at how his greeting was, and saying to the church, you know, Paul, Savanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in what? God, our Father. Where's Paul's focus? God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. That right there focuses one's concentration on the fact that who is the one that brings grace? Who is the one that brings peace? Who is the one that actually has that? And that is God. So when we look at grace and peace, I was reminded of Isaiah 26, 3-4. In an Isaiah 26, 3-4, talking about God... It says this: "You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on on you." And there's a there. You may hear that statement a lot. God will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. In King James, you know, because that's how I remember it, right? But what is normally missed, or what I very rarely hear, because he trusts in you. It's not just the fact that if I keep my mind on God that he keeps me in perfect peace. It's because I keep my mind on God because I trust in him. Where's my focus? It's on what God can do in my life. It is not based on what I think. It's not based on what I can justify. It is based on God doing that. And then in verse 4, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord His everlasting strength. Yah being Yahweh, the name of God. So in that we have trust. Grace is found in Christ Jesus. You may remember, trust in or wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart trust in the lord remember we did that educated trust in the lord be of good courage he will strengthen your heart trust in the lord or wait on the lord I wait i say on the lord i'll get it i'll get it but trust in him wait upon him he has the strength how many times do we say in a day i'm so tired I'm so weary, I don't want to wake up. Well, that was this morning, right? How many times? It's like their strength is not found in my feelings. The strength is not found in me making sure that things are working out right, strength is not found found in making sure that everybody is is in agreement with what I think or what I know. Strength is found in the Lord. If I wait on him, if I trust in him, if I establish myself and I focus on him, then what? He will keep you in perfect peace. So we are always adapting to situations. We are always reacting. We are always reasoning. We are always trying to come up with ways to actually to, to do things. One of, the, of all the many things, if somebody were to walk up and to cover over your eyes and you can't see, how quickly do you try and feel around or sense or listen to or do things in order to figure out where you are at? What happens when you're driving and a fog rolls in? Has anybody in been around thick fog? I mean, we're talking like you roll down your window, stick your head out the window, look down at the lines in order to try and figure out where you're at driving. My dad um, coming from Minnesota, he always enunciated Minnesota, you know, always said that he liked to have fun with it, but he's from Minnesota and, and, he told me a fog that was so thick, and I had no clue what he was talking about. I was a little kid, so I wasn't driving or whatever, that it was so thick that he, he barely could even, like, use lights. I mean, the lights really weren't even a thing. It, was just so, it would just reflect. Even the lows were reflecting right back. And so he would have to, like, roll down the window and look down at the lines and be driving. I'm like, how in the world are you doing that? He's like, well, that was the only way you could see. How quickly do we grasp... For something that we can tell well on a road you would look for what everybody else looks for right the lines in the middle of the road because you know what that is you know in the snow and and the whiteout, what do you do well you drive by braille and you hope that they you know you you know on this side on this side and you can kind of figure out where you're at but fog covers over things. Fog distracts. Fog makes you think about things. All of a sudden, you're sticking out your head and whatever. Well, what about driving? What about looking behind you? What about all the, the rules and the laws of the road that you're supposed to be taking and whatever? Well, here you are looking at the road, just trying to make sure that you stay on the road, let alone anything else, which has its own dangers, right? Because there's other things. Fog forces you to grasp for familiar shapes, and here's the issue. What if you're in an area or in a period of life that you've never been in before? What if you're in a situation that you've never been in before? How can you recognize familiar shapes? How can you recognize familiar things? How can you stick your head out when there's no lines on the road to determine how you are supposed to handle the given situation that you're caught up in life? Fog. The fog of life causes us to grasp. But your fog, focus on God. It's simple. Some of you may have guessed it. Some of you are like, I I was already there, Greg. I was there like when you first started. Can you please move on? But here's the problem. If we do have this, how many times do we not focus on God and we allow the fog of life to actually cover it? Because the fog of life causes us to try and to adapt, to try and figure it out. And in 1 Thessalonians 3 through 5, back we go, and it says this, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer." Okay, so their actions and displays of love manifest God's work. Their actions and displaying of God's love manifest God's work. The who they were reflected the who he is. Does it remind us of anything? That when you abide in Jesus Christ, the who we are reflects the who he is? So Paul, at the very beginning, has established, focus on God, for it is in Christ Jesus that we find the grace. It's in Christ Jesus that we find the peace. And not only is it just peace, but we, co- we know that if we concentrate on God, it is perfect peace because our trust is found in him. And that if we wait on the Lord, that he is our strength, So if we're actually doing these things and walking these things, then abiding in Jesus that the who we are reflects the who he is to such an extent that it ministers a light into the darkness. It's not about that I make sure I memorize how to respond to people, it's about how do I put my my faith in Christ, and in Christ alone, to walk out a life that says it is a ministry beyond all else. It communicates and walks so much in front that it shines. Our lives shine a light into a dark area of people's lives, and it's not our words so much as it's our actions. It's not our words so much as it's our relationship with God that communicates and moves, It's almost like what he is saying, that the the trials and the tribulations that you're going through, that the things that you are going through, don't pay attention to that, but focus on God. That the trials and the tribulations that you have, that you need to actually focus on God when it comes to this. Because in verses 6 through 10, it says this, Says all those trials and temptations, or trials and tribulations that you're going through, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are tro- or, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. And from the, from the glory of his power, when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among you was believed. So it's like, don't focus on the tribulations and the trials because God has it, okay? Because who is the one that deals with injustice? It is God who deals with injustice, right? Right? And because God is the one that deals with injustice, I'm not focused on how I'm being treated. I'm focused on my relationship with God. Do not let the fog of life cover over the focus on God that is supposed to be in your life. Because your perfect peace is not found by how people say or do or what they do to you, but your peace is found in the strength that is found in God. Try that when you're watching news, right? Try that when you're listening to the or reading the newspaper. Try that when things are all falling apart and you got the phone call that nobody ever wants to get. The, it sounds like Greg, you're going through the most simple things ever. Yes, I'm going through the simple things because I kid you not, it's the simple things that mess us up. It's the simple things that that drive us to to not because here's the thing, we get so we get so Confused with all the things that are going on everything going on. We are inundated with information. We have basically there is not a a, a Time where we are not within a hands grasp of more information than any person on this face of the planet ever needs What do you mean Greg? Got it right here Anything I need to know I can google it yahoo it whatever Okay I'm a computer technician. I've been doing this for a little while, so I'm just saying. We are inundated with information. I need to maintain my focus on God. I need to maintain my concentration on God. I need to maintain that deal because I kid you not if I try and find peace in what I can reason out, I'm going to be in deep trouble. God is the one that, that does justice. Focus on God. Psalms twenty seven, fourteen, Isaiah twenty six, three through four. Do not focus on the situation. God has it handled. Do not focus on the hurts, for God will comfort. Do not stress over things, God will take care of it, and in so doing, keep you in perfect peace. And then Paul then, back in 1 Thessalonians, or I'm sorry, not 1 Thessalonians, too used to it. Paul then back in 2 Thessalonians, in verses 11 through 12, he sums it up. Therefore, love that word, little. therefore, everything that was said beforehand. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That you may be worthy of a calling that you may fulfill his goodness. That faith, but not just faith in anything, but faith in power. Faith not in my power, not in all the things that I can do because we all know that that epically fails, but my faith is found in the power that comes from God. My trust is found in God. Where does my strength come from? My strength is found in the Lord. Whom shall I fear? When you're finding yourself bound up in fear, when you're finding yourself bound up in the worries and the concerns of of what is going on, where is your faith standing at that point in time? Well, it's trying to stand in and try to grasp because you've literally jumped into the fog and you're trying to figure out where is the thing that, that you can recognize and you're allowing the fog of life to actually cover over your focus on God. You see, the fog of life says there is nothing but what is near you, what is close. It forces us to adapt to situations to grasp. Instead of adapting to the situation, God is saying focus on him. Anger is us adapting to the situation. Frustration is us adapting to the situation. Love is fulfilling his purpose. Peace is his power, the power of grace in our lives. Anger is us seeking for what is familiar because something inside us is hurting. And so we respond. We respond with anger. We respond with frustration. We respond like that. But when we have made God a constant, consistent, familiar part of our life, you will never have to ask where you are at. You will never have to ask where you are going. You will never have to stick your head out of the, out of the window in order to see where the, where the lines of the road are because you already know where the lines of the road are. When you make God that familiar part, no matter where you go, why? Because he never leaves you, nor does he forsake you. He is the one familiar that is in any situation. You want to know how to handle something that you have never handled before? Focus on God. You want to know how to respond to other people and something that you have never had to respond before? Focus on God. Focus on God. Because when you focus on God, when you wait on the Lord, when you want to be worthy of the calling, when you want, notice want is a very, very important thing. It's our want to, it is our heart's desire, the want to. When you want to fulfill his goodness, when you want to live in faith by his power, to have the name of Jesus Christ glorified in you not just saying that Jesus Christ is glorified but that the fact that Jesus Christ in you is glorified here's the question is what you're doing at this point glorifying God that is within you it is a good question it is a good question to ask that you allow the grace that is being worked in you, the faith that you have to affect you. Remember to look upon something that is unnatural for me, something that is not what I I would naturally do, to look upon something and to mold my life after it, to follow after God, to follow after Jesus, to follow after that. to focus on god for he will accomplish his prom his purpose and his promise so as we go throughout this and as we head on into communion do not allow the fog of life that forces up to us to adapt to everything around overwhelm and choke out the focus on God. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this day. And I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful time and a wonderful day and that we may focus on you and that we may find our strength in you. And I thank you, Father, for everything you do. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.